It is officially time to rank my top 30 favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. This includes WrestleMania 1 through WrestleMania 38. So let's get right to it. We are taking it to WrestleMania 32. And the match that I am selecting as the number 30 is going to be Charlotte defeating Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks via submission and a triple threat match to crown the inaugural WWE Women's Champion. So the reason why I'm putting this one up here, first and foremost, I was at this WrestleMania and I know that this WrestleMania kind of gets you know, a lot of people kind of shit on it. But personally, I had a pretty good time. I always have a better time when I'm actually at the shows than watching at home. So for me, I just remember having a good experience. But the reason I selected this match was because um, I didn't realize and you kind of already know this, but you don't realize just how little opportunities women were getting on WrestleMania until you actually watch them all back to back. Once you watch them all back to back, you start to really notice that it really isn't until the last recent couple WrestleManias where we're finally starting to get women in these legitimate matches because prior to that, you were really only getting like pillow fights and, and you know, Lumberjill matches and brawn panties and things like that. And so Charlotte Flair, Becky and Sasha at WrestleMania 32 um really had a one of the first matches on the WrestleMania card that I really consider to be a banger uh, when it came to the women because I really thought that they went out there and they just did a hell of a job. We got to see Sasha Banks go out there with Snoop Dogg. Uh, that was really cool. This truly felt like a new era for the women. And so for that, I'm very thankful for that, honestly. Uh, but there was so much great stuff. Like we got to see Sasha Banks hit a really awesome hurricanrana. She does her frog splash. Becky Lynch, uh, she does take out Ric Flair who's on the outside. And uh, we end up seeing um, Charlotte Charlotte Flair execute that very lovely moonsault that she does. And I still remember my reaction to that moonsault because I marked out for it when I watched this live and it doesn't get old. We see her hit her figure eight on Sasha and they reverse it. They go back and forth here. I thought that at this point in time, this was legitimately one of the best women's matches that we got. And afterwards, you know, we end up seeing um, Charlotte submit Becky to become the women's champion, the WWE women's champion. And so for me, this was a start of a new era for women and things were just going to get even better. So that is my number 30. Number 29 is going to go over to WrestleMania 22, Mickey James defeating Trish Stratus. So I mentioned that my number 30 was really like the first banger of a match for women and because it led to a new era, but I don't want to disregard this particular matchup between Mickey and Trish Stratus because to this day, the Mickey James Trish Stratus storyline where Mickey James becomes super obsessive over Trish Stratus to the point where Trish Stratus is beyond creeped out by her and Mickey James is so psycho. Um, for me, this really honest to God is one of my favorite storylines that WWE has done, especially for the women. I thought that Mickey James character work playing the cycle was just so enjoyable. At the time when I was watching this growing up, I had the biggest obsession with Mickey James because I legitimately thought she was the coolest freaking person ever. And Trish Stratus, you know, was always very popular. And so for me, like this was really one of the matches where I feel we got to see Trish Stratus in a different light because Trish Stratus is 
I feel like a lot of her earlier stuff, it was more so of like, she's, they were really just promoting that she was this sexy female. But in this match with Mickey James, you kind of got to see her really deliver a little bit more on the in-ring side of things. So I really love the story. And it holds a special spot in my heart, literally just because of uh, what the story kind of was and how it felt at the time. Mickey James gets the win. And it's funny because she's supposed to be the heel in this. Yet she was so over with the crowds. Like people loved Mickey James. People loved the story. And I thought this was one of the best female storylines again in WWE. WrestleMania 19. Shawn Michaels defeating Chris Jericho. So you're going to be hearing a lot of Shawn Michaels on this list. Warning you now because I love pretty much every single WrestleMania match of his. But uh, this match here with Chris Jericho had to be on the list because as you guys know, Chris Jericho is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. And this was so cool because this was Jericho wrestling his idol, Shawn Michaels. And kind of similar to what we were seeing with Mickey James and Trish Stratus, but different, right? Definitely different. There was none of that, you know, psychoticness stuff. I mean, yeah, Chris Jericho kind of, you know, did turn on Shawn Michaels even after the match when he hugged him out and when they hugged it out and then afterwards he still turned on Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he's still a little bit psycho, but just different psycho from Mickey James. Two types of different psycho here. But no, this was a really great match. I love that we even, I see like when you look back at a lot of the matches that Chris Jericho had on WrestleMania, this to me was by far the best one. The opponent meant the, meant the most and uh, the match was the best in terms of the, of the quality that we were getting, the caliber of the storyline and other matches of course you know what he did with Triple H was great I loved what he did with Christian too um I even loved the little uh mini moment that we got with him and Ricky Steamboat I mean there's just a lot that Jericho did do on Wrestlemania that was great but I don't think anything tops this match with Shawn Michaels who was his idol and I also just loved the storyline and basically him wanting to end Shawn Michaels's career at Wrestlemania and even afterwards when Shawn Michaels finally gets the win on Jericho but Jericho still turns on him like that was something that I remember at the time watching it I couldn't believe it like I couldn't believe that Jericho did that to Shawn Michaels I thought they were going to end it on a sportsmanship thing and they didn't and I just remember thinking like oh my god I can't believe Jericho just did that because it's such a strong moment that I remember growing up and watching it had to also make the list Number 27 goes over to WrestleMania 34. And the match that I'm talking about is Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey defeating the team of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. This one I thought was so much fun. Like WrestleMania 34, I didn't think was too great. And, but this was a match that really most stood out for me. Like when you tell me, Denise, what's the first thing you remember from WrestleMania 34? I'm like, oh my God, that tag team match. This was the first time we got to see Ronda Rousey in the ring. And we didn't really know like what to expect from her or anything like that in terms of in-ring wise and she went out there and I thought she did such a phenomenal job it was so fun to see her you know go after Stephanie McMahon Stephanie McMahon trying to be brave but not being uh, brave enough uh, she eventually Rhonda ends up submitting Stephanie McMahon when she gets her in the arm bar which is really great finish but I loved the entire chase of getting Stephanie McMahon to that point on top of that I loved Ronda Rousey when she went at it with Triple H and she just starts getting him 
with a bunch of shots to the midsection. All of the interactions with her and Triple H, even dating back to WrestleMania 32, were legitimately um one of my favorite things to see. Like when she when she put her hands on Triple H at WrestleMania 32, that was so freaking cool. And you bought it because Ronda Rousey could legitimately like, she could take a dude, man. So you don't have to suspend your disbelief. Is what I'm trying to get at. Um, so Ronda Rousey, Triple H interactions were great in this match too. Kurt Angle was the perfect person to work with Ronda Rousey in the situation and it just made for a very fun and entertaining match so for that reason it takes the 27th spot Moving on to number 26. So I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by this one. Hell, even I'm surprised. Everybody has a guilty pleasure match. And I didn't know what mine was until recently. Number 26 goes to WrestleMania 38. Johnny Knoxville defeating Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match. I know some of you are going to be like, what? Did she really put this in her top 30? I know that some people love this match. Some people absolutely hate it hated this match but to me um I thought this one was incredibly fun I really appreciate when you know we get creative stuff in matches when we get things that we've never seen before and to me I live for stuff like that stuff that I've never seen before and so when Johnny Knoxville went out there and brought out all these crazy gadgets and gadgets in this match against Sami Zayn we see him get smacked with a giant hand we see a mouse trap we see bowling ball to the nuts I mean we just saw so much random randomness in this match and I really enjoyed it for what it was this is my guilty pleasure match and because I was highly entertained by this and by the the silliness of it all uh I had to put this match on this list because I feel if something makes you feel good if something makes you feel entertained then why the hell not put it on the list you know and this only worked with Sami Zayn anybody else I don't think this would have necessarily worked but because it was Sami Zayn he made it freaking work and this was probably one of the uh, better matches or one of my favorite matches for sure on WrestleMania uh, 38, like in terms of just being memorable. It is now time for number 25. Number 25 is going to go over to WrestleMania 23, in which John Cena defeated Shawn Michaels via submission for the WWE Championship. So this was nearly a 30-minute match that I felt uh, was incredibly huge for John Cena. You know, we had seen John Cena win gold on previous WrestleManias and have some pretty little entertaining matches. But this, to me, this match with Shawn Michaels I thought was a lot of fun because uh, clearly like right from the beginning we see Shawn Michaels dominate the start of this match but then John Cena goes for the FU but Shawn, but Shawn counters it into a DDT. Shawn Michaels at one point gets busted open. He hits uh, the elbow off the top rope. They exchange blows. Uh, we see John Cena go for the FU once again but Shawn Michaels manages to avoid it. Uh, John Cena finally hits the FU goes for the pit. It's a near fall uh eventually we see Shawn Michaels finally get John Cena with the sweet chin music and then John Cena ends up locking in um HBK with the STFU and makes him tap I thought this was a great victory for John Cena one of his best on Wrestlemania so for that reason it takes my number 25 spot 
Number 24 is going to go to WrestleMania 38, Cody Rhodes defeating Seth freaking Rollins. So the reason this one here is on my list is because this was a very special moment for the time that we were, uh, you know, living in. At this time, the big thing is we've been talking about AEW versus WWE for like the longest time ever since AEW became a thing. And Cody Rhodes, one of the founders of AEW, and, you know, he'd been with the company. We've been seeing all these people go from WWE over to AEW and nobody really from AEW coming to WWE. And the first person who did that was Cody Rhodes. And for the most part, everyone knew that it was going to be Cody Rhodes as Seth Rollins' opponent. But uh, storyline-wise, we didn't know storyline-wise, right? Like WWE wasn't going to tell us, you know? Uh, basically, Seth Rollins was to find out his opponent in the ring once he actually got there. And so Seth Rollins comes out and they, it is this massive moment. I was there in the arena, in the building for this. And there was this big pause. And then finally we hear Cody Rhodes' music hit. He comes out, the crowd loses their minds. They go out there and they have a very entertaining matchup. Uh, not only was it a great moment to see Cody Rhodes to return to WWE and at this caliber where he's presented as so much more than anything you've ever seen Cody Rhodes uh, presented like before in WWE. So this was just such a big moment. Uh, this had to go up there and also just the match itself definitely delivered. I would say. So number 23 is going to go to WrestleMania 30. And that is Daniel Bryan defeating Triple H uh, to be added to the um, WWE World Heavyweight Championship match later on in the evening. But the match itself that I'm putting is the Daniel Bryan Triple H match because I mean, WrestleMania 30 was all about Daniel Bryan. And I love this match because, you know, leading up to this, they kept telling like Triple H and Stephanie and all the McMahons and whatever, they kept telling Daniel Bryan, like, you're not good enough. You ain't shit. You're, you're a B player, not an A player and this and that. And the authority doesn't want Daniel Bryan as the face of the company, but Daniel Bryan is super freaking over and the fans want to see Daniel Bryan on top. And so basically I, I, you know, like that we got this moment because the entire night, uh, in this match and even afterwards, they were putting all of these obstacles in front of Brian, uh, in front of Daniel Bryan to get him not to become champion. And so this was really fun. We saw Triple H hit a spine buster on Daniel Bryan, hit a uh, pedigree. Daniel Bryan kicks out. It's this huge pop. Uh, Daniel Bryan at one point counters the pedigree, but Triple H tries to go for it again. Daniel Bryan blocks it again. And then we get Triple H gets Daniel Bryan with a, uh, uh, knees to the head. He goes for another pedigree, but Brian gets him with a kick. Brian then finally gets him with a running knee and gets the win. When he gets the win, is this huge pop, and then he finally gets added to the main event. But there was a post-match angle in which Triple H attacked Daniel Bryan after this match. So when he finally went into the match against Batista and Randy Orton, he was pretty much like, you know, he had just wrestled this long match against Triple H prior. He had gotten attacked afterwards, so he definitely 
definitely went into this match not at 100 percent uh and then finally in the main event itself at one point he gets stretchered out because he took a batista bomb and uh rko through the commentary table of course we all know how the story ends he has the happily ever after moment in which daniel bryan actually becomes wwe world heavyweight championship so overall like this whole entire uh, story for daniel bryan was absolutely phenomenal all right, moving on. Number 22, WrestleMania 37. And WrestleMania 37 is going to go to Bianca Belair defeating Sasha Banks. So the reason this match is up there is because of the historic, uh, the historicness of it. And also, it was a very entertaining match. We talk about Bianca Belair being Miss WrestleMania, and she really became WrestleMania, Miss WrestleMania in two WrestleManias. Because WrestleMania 36, she just had a quick little appearance. Like, she didn't even have a match. WrestleMania 37, she's in the main event against Sasha Banks. This is a big deal because it's the first time you're seeing two black women main event to WrestleMania. And you see all of the emotion in both Bianca and Sasha Banks. It's a big freaking deal that they're in this spot. And so, uh, you know, the match itself completely delivered. I didn't think the buildup to this match, the storyline was all that great uh, i do think it could have been a lot better but it didn't matter at the end i guess didn't totally matter at the end of the day because well of course it did matter because storylines matter but at the end of the day this match still delivered and, and the moment felt big and we see bianca belair become your wwe smackdown women's champion and it's with this match and then her match at wrestlemania 38 that kind of earned bianca belair you know her miss wrestlemania title so of course this match needs to be on this list now we're going over to WrestleMania 29. And the match that I'm giving this one to is The Undertaker defeating CM Punk. Uh, so this was a really fun match too. Uh, this was really nice in terms of, I really felt that CM Punk going right after The Undertaker and being all scrappy to quickly try to take down Taker but not being able to. I really like that. Um, even though a lot more of this match with CM Punk kind of doing a little bit of everything, I still thought that it really delivered. And there were some really great moments. Like we do see um, the crowd was also a little bit split here. Like we were seeing chants for both guys. Uh, but there were some good moments. I loved the arm drag to, the arm drag to Undertaker. Uh, basically stopping him from going old school. At one point, we do see CM Punk be super disrespectful to The Undertaker and go old school himself. So this was really good. I uh, man, I like this. Finally, we do see The Undertaker choke slam CM Punk. CM Punk kicks out of that, gets a nice reaction. We see a drop kick. Um, I love the drop kick after the snake eyes. That was a good moment too. The elbow from CM Punk off the... Uh, to take her onto the commentary table was definitely a moment itself. Finally, we see uh, CM Punk hit uh, GTS. Wasn't that great, the GTS, but we see a tombstone from The Undertaker. CM Punk kicks out. Punk finally hits him with an urn near fall again. Tombstone and The Undertaker wins. I thought this match was very fun. <laughs>
And now for number 20, we're going to WrestleMania 24. And this was Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, in which Shawn Michaels defeated him, thus ending Ric Flair's career, at least for the time being. Uh, this was a match that I will never forget my reaction when Shawn Michaels uh, said I love you to Ric Flair and then hit him with the sweet chin music to pin him one, two, three. I thought Ric Flair was so lucky that this was his, you know, this was his retirement match. This was the perfect way to retire. I wish he wouldn't have undone that. I get the reasons why he did, but nobody like he was so lucky to get a WrestleMania retirement match against Shawn Michaels that had such a beautiful moment at the end. I remember sobbing and crying my eyes out during this. And I really do hate that that moment was undone by Ric Flair's last match. That was not good at all. But ignoring that, this moment was still incredible. The match was incredible. Um, so that that's why it needs to be on this list. Number 19. I'm taking us over to WrestleMania 10. Owen Hart defeating Bret Hart. So this was a match that I uh, just have so much respect for because this was, you know, brother versus brother. I loved the story of, you know, basically Owen blaming Brett for his loss at the Survivor Series. Owen's, uh, 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 Owen Hart challenging him to a fight, but Brett basically saying no because he doesn't want to actually fight his brother. But then finally, uh, you know, this leading to the actual matchup and Owen Hart wanting to step out of the shadow of Brett Hart. Uh, we had huge let's go Brett chance. I loved the start of this match because Brett Hart is pretty much getting the best of Owen and Owen kind of starts to walk back. You know, he's, uh, you know, kind of maybe regretting it just a tad bit for a moment, but Brett pulls him back in and they have this like brother brother confrontation where they start shoving each other and then Brett slaps him. Owen finally takes down Brett with a spinning heel kick. Owen gets Brett with a pile driver. He thinks he's got it, but Brett uh, moves out of the way. Owen attacks uh, the knee of Brett Hart. So he kind of end up, ends up getting the best of Brett here. We see Owen Hart get him in the figure four. Brett reverses it. And then finally, uh, Owen defeats Brett, but he defeats him very, very suddenly. And so I really liked um, this match, this story. I love how... Um even afterwards, his post-match interview, Owen Hart was talking about how he's on cloud nine and that he's the one that's the best that the, the best there was and the best that ever will be and that he's the better man and that he should finally get the recognition he deserves. So this match to me holds a special place in my heart, uh, really just because I thought it was just such a great match that I'm so happy ended up actually taking place at WrestleMania. <laughs> Uh, number 18, let's go over to WrestleMania 17. And this is The Undertaker defeating Triple H. And this was a match that, um, you know, WrestleMania 17 was the first WrestleMania that I ever watched uh, live in, per not in person, but on TV. And so... For me, I remember this match always sticking out. This was a little bit of a lengthy match, but I really loved the way that it played out. I love that Undertaker and Triple H not only fought in the ring, but they ended up going into like the stage, uh, not the stage area, but like the little tower area. Uh, tower production area that they had fighting it out there uh, this was a really nice back and forth that felt like a war to me and I always liked that and I thought that this was one at this point in time this was one of the best Undertaker matches 
that we had had during this period of his streak. And he ended up getting, you know, his ninth WrestleMania win here against Triple H. And so this match is always very memorable to me. And Undertaker and Triple H went on to have even more matches after this that could have easily been put on this list. But I decided to just stick with one. And this is the one that I chose, the very first one. Number 17, we are going to WrestleMania 37. And this was a triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship in which Roman Reigns um, defeated Edge and Daniel Bryan. I feel like this is a match that I would consider a little bit underrated. I feel like a lot of people don't often talk about this match. And I remember this being a banger. Like, I enjoyed this. I love the way that... Uh, that Roman Reigns essentially uh, got Edge with a concerto and then laid out Edge's body over Brian's body and ended up pinning both of them at the exact same time. I love this because this was, uh, you know, Roman Reigns at the very peak of his run as, you know, uh, WWE Universal Champion. And so for me, I thought this was one of the better matches that we had seen. And I feel like this match is a little bit underrated. So I wanted to make sure to give it a little bit of love. And I've said this before, but I was a little bit sad when I saw that Daniel Bryan said he felt very disconnected from this match. And then I thought, damn, Daniel Bryan felt disconnected from this match in this moment. And yet it's still a freaking awesome match. Uh, this is a good one. And it deserves this spot as well. Number 16 is going over to WrestleMania 18, The Rock defeating Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Uh, man, this was, you know, icon versus icon. When you think of some of the most noteworthy, most notable crowd reactions of all time in WWE history, I feel like you definitely have to automatically you think of The Rock and Hogan because this was so freaking huge and Oh my God, I had a great time watching this match. I had a great time reliving it. I missed that energy scene, that crowd reaction. Um, this was definitely something that I really enjoyed uh, going back and rewatching. And this is one that I think if you ask fans about this match, everyone's going to be like, yes, I know exactly how I felt during this match. So again, that is number 16. Number 15 is going to go over to WrestleMania 38. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating Kevin Owens in a no-holds-barred match. This match is special for numerous reasons. One, you know, Stone Cold was back wrestling once again. We didn't know for sure if it was going to happen. Um, and it did. They ended up having a very entertaining match. They fought in the crowd, up the stage, in the ring, all around the ring. Uh, you know, really having a grand freaking time with this one. Nobody thought that we would be seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin ever wrestle again, especially in a WrestleMania. And we ended up getting this dream match with Kevin Owens. And so for that reason, it gets the 15th spot. Number 14, WrestleMania 22, Edge defeating Mick Foley in a hardcore match. So I ended up selecting this match because, man, I just, I remember this, this was as good. Rewatching this match was as good as the first time that I watched it live. I loved it. This is definitely one of my favorite Edge matches of all times in terms of his singles matches. Um, this was when he was out there with Lita doing the Rated R Superstar. And this was a very entertaining hardcore match. We see Edge hit Mick Foley with cheap pants. We see Mick Foley uh, slice Edge at one point with barbed wire. We see Edge take out the thumbtacks. We see Mick put Edge through the thumbtacks. Excuse me. He 
puts him in through the thumbtacks. We see Mick Foley wrap uh, the Mr. Socko in barbed wire and then putting in both the mouths of Edge and Lita, which was absolutely sickening. Finally, we do see Mick end up uh, going through the uh, burning table that was set up on the outside by Lita. Like, Mick first started setting up the table on the outside, but Lita helped light up the gasoline, and eventually Mick Foley gets speared into that burning flaming table by Edge, and so that is how Edge is able to get the win. And also, shout out to Joey Styles, because Joey Styles really lost his shit on commentary, and it was so entertaining because he was reacting like a fan, and I think it did the moment justice so this definitely earned my number 14 spot we have number 13 and it is going to a match on wrestlemania 17 and that is kane defeating raven and the big show in a triple threat hardcore match for the wwf hardcore championship so this one here man again wrestlemania 17 is a very wrestlemania that i think a lot of people look back at fondly it's considered one of the greatest wrestlemanias of all time because it had so many memorable matches and this was definitely one of them i mean seeing all of these guys go to the back and fight seeing guys be put through walls seeing all of the weapons that were being used golf carts uh food tables I, I mean there was just so much and eventually the way that everything ended outside on the stage we see Kane do a leg drop onto the big show who was already pretty much a uh, freaking slammed in by Raven. So this was very, very fun. This is one of the most memorable matches on WrestleMania 17. And the reason I particularly love this match is that while I was watching it, I had the feeling of, oh my God, anything can happen. Anything can happen at this point. And that to me made the match even more exciting and more appealing. And even though it's not a long match by any means, I feel like you get so much from it when you watch it. And it's always a feel good match. Number 12, we are going over to WrestleMania 16, and that is Edge and Christian defeating the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys in a, a ladder match, a TLC ladder match for the WWF Tag Team titles. This was um, so much freaking fun, guys. Like, we see Jeff doing a 450 splash, landing straight onto a ladder uh, because Bubba moves out of the way, so he just goes from one ladder into another ladder, which was nuts. We see Bubba do a senton onto the ladder with Jeff underneath it. We see uh, Bubba do the spot where he puts the ladder in his head and starts knocking everybody out with the ladder. We see Bubba powerbomb Matt onto the table. Jeff takes a brutal ladder, bam, to the face. Uh, Jeff finally does a swanton bomb uh, off the ladder to Bubba Ray. We get a holy shit chance and it's the iconic moment that you have seen Jeff Hardy, uh, you know, doing the swanton bomb off the ladder that you have seen so many times. Edge and Christian win the titles. This was a phenomenal performance and the best match of WrestleMania 16, in my opinion. Number 11, we are going over to WrestleMania 19. And the match that I'm selecting is Brock Lesnar defeating Kurt Angle. Now, you guys know I'm a big Kurt Angle fan. He is in my top three favorite wrestlers of all freaking time. Brock Lesnar, I'm a big fan. Uh, this was fun stuff. This was for the WWE Championship. And this was Brock's first WrestleMania. Uh, this was so much fun. Brock had just won the Royal Rumble. Uh, we end up seeing... Uh, Basically, 
What we get here is Brock and Kurt Angle trying to out-wrestle each other from the very start. We see them go back and forth with one guy being dominant for one moment and then transitioning and the other guy getting dominance for another moment. So you were really seeing this very nice, evenly matched back and forth. Uh, Kurt Angle suplexing Brock, but Brock getting right back up and then clotheslining him. Little things that they did in this match and little things like that, I thought really added to making Brock Lesnar feel uh, feel special. Honestly, we see an angle slam from Kurt. Brock kicks out of that. Brock hits his F5. Brock lifts up Kurt and gets him with another F5. Uh, we do see the shooting star press from Brock Lesnar. And that one, unfortunately, did not go the way that, you know, was planned. It actually ended up looking very, very, uh, you know, just sick. It was a scary spot for Brock Lesnar, but it was still a crazy thing to see. Had it all gone the way that it did, it would have been an incredible moment. But even though that didn't necessarily go as planned, uh, I still thought that it didn't take away from the match whatsoever, in my opinion. We see Brock become the new WWE champion. They shake hands afterwards, and this is the start of the Brock Lesnar era. So I was a big fan of this match here. And I still remember, like, I still remember how excited I was watching it the first time I watched it. And once again, the number 10 spot is going over to WrestleMania 7, in which the Ultimate Warrior defeated the Macho Man Randy Savage in a retirement match. So basically, if Macho Man lost, he was uh, forced to retire, in which he did lose. Uh, this technically didn't end up being like, you know, the, the retirement retirement. But you know what? This was phenomenal. So uh, this match here, uh, the reason this is taking the number 10 spot is because I really love the way that this whole thing was laid out they did a phenomenal job in this whole entire thing like Randy Savage really put over the ultimate warrior a whole lot um literally getting him with the elbow five times and the warrior kicking out of that I thought that was like a huge moment um we do obviously see the ultimate warrior win and when he does he even pins him with his foot um which was definitely like just oh my god it was a whole it was a whole feeling when you saw that especially with the macho man but what i really the real the real reason why it's up here on my number 10 spot is because of everything that we saw play out with randy savage and miss elizabeth miss elizabeth was in the audience and during this you know queen sherry uh, she is you know in the corner of randy savage but when he loses and when he's down and, you know, he just lost, she goes in there and she starts like hitting him and she starts being super disrespectful to him and being like so messed up. And Miss Elizabeth, who's watching, it's like, I've had enough. So she ends up going in there and she ends up like pulling the hair of Queen Sherry, getting rid of her. And then there's this big moment where Macho Man finally realizes that, you know, storyline wise that, you know, Elizabeth was in love with him, you know? And so that was like this big moment. Everybody in the crowd, they were showing all of these shots of all these people crying. And it was like, I don't recall any other time that I have seen people in the crowd at a wrestling show crying tears of happiness and you saw that here with a uh, macho man and Ms. elizabeth and it was so freaking special and so 
man, like, even though, you know, he lost his career in this retirement match and lost the match, it was a happy ending because he essentially, you know, got the love of his life there. At least, you know, that was the story. And so um, this was phenomenal. I loved it. Uh, God, this was so good. Uh, they then go on to have their wedding afterwards. They're on on screen ready. I think at this, at this point, they were like already married. So, um, but storyline wise, you know, they were heading to the actual wedding afterwards. Uh, like, at, the, at SummerSlam way afterwards but anyway so there you go the ultimate warrior defeating Randy Savage and the whole big moment with Randy and Miss Elizabeth at the end was incredibly special and deserves this spot uh, number nine, I'm giving it to WrestleMania 38, and that is Bianca Belair defeating Becky Lynch uh, for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. So I mentioned earlier in this video that Bianca Belair became Miss WrestleMania in like two WrestleManias. Uh, that was that first match with Sasha Banks at WrestleMania 37. And then it was this match here with Becky Lynch. Uh, this was my favorite match of WWE for the year of 2022. Uh, you guys can watch that video where I ranked it number one. Uh, I love this match. I, I loved watching it, being there live. Uh, it was such a good, it was such a good match, man. Uh, they did so much here. Uh, and then seeing Bianca Belair finally get her win over Becky Lynch after how they did her dirty with having her lose so quickly to Becky Lynch, uh, you know, prior at SummerSlam. And so to have her get this moment and be up there holding up the Raw Women's Championship after defeating Becky Lynch, the man Becky Lynch, like that is a huge freaking deal. So um, to me, this definitely has to be up here on this list. Number eight is going over to one of the most classic, most iconic WrestleMania matches of all time over on WrestleMania 10, Razor Ramon defeating Shawn Michaels in a ladder match for the undisputed WWF Intercontinental Championship. Um, I've seen this match a handful of times now, and no matter how many times I watch it, it is still a fun match. I still get super into it like if it was the first time. I still remember the first time that I watched it. Uh, I didn't know who to go for because I was such a big fan of both Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. And uh, it was so cool, everything that they did with the ladders and the way that Shawn Michaels was tied up to the, to the ring ropes. I mean, they just did so much here and it really lived up to the moment and it set the bar for what ladder matches should be in WWE. So uh, this one here has to be on the list. Number seven is going over to another match on WrestleMania 17 because when we talk about big moments, this one needs to be brought up. Uh, and that is Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating The Rock in a no DQ match for the WWE Championship. When you think of electrifying, when you think of big deal WrestleMania matches, this is it right here. Austin versus The Rock. That reaction, we mentioned the crowd reaction with Rock and Hogan. Well, let's talk about that crowd reaction again with Austin and The Rock, man. This was so cool. You saw them brought in and out of the ring. Uh, in the actual matchup, you see uh, The Rock use Austin's own finishing move with the stunner. Uh, Vince McMahon, though, this is the part I don't like, unfortunately. Uh, but Vince McMahon basically comes out and he's like watching the match at ringside. And when The Rock hits the people's elbow on Austin and he goes for the pin, Vince pulls the leg of uh, of Austin so that, you know, 
basically the of, of rock excuse me so that he doesn't actually end up pinning austin so then afterwards we end up seeing the rock hit him with the rock bottom it's another near fall the rock finally attacks vince mcmahon uh and um, afterwards, we see a stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's another near fall. And basically, in the end, we see the rock kick out of the stunner. Mr. McMahon hands uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin a steel chair. He uses that chair to hit the rock. And so it reveals that not only had Austin turned heel during this match, but also that he had been aligned with his all-time nemesis, Vince McMahon. And I hated that. I hated that so much. I do not think that they should have turned Austin heel. I do not think that they should have had him align himself with Vince McMahon because even afterwards with the whole celebration and them shaking hands and drinking beers, Vince and Austin, everybody was still waiting like, is he going to hit Vince McMahon with a stunner? And he did it. And so even though I love the match and I love the electricity, I do not love the ending, but whatever. I still had to put this match on this list. Now moving on to number six. This goes to a match on WrestleMania 30, and that is Brock Lesnar defeating The Undertaker. Now, I know this one's going to be controversial because I know people are not happy that this happened, but this match to me had to be put on the list because when I think about the most shocking moments in WWE history, the moments where I legitimately thought, oh my freaking what? Uh, this is it. This right here, this moment where the Bro where Brock Lesnar finally ends the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak had everybody with their mouths on the freaking floor, their jaws on the floor because this was freaking insane. And so I still can't ever get over this. <laughs> like even though the pants, the fans were pissed, they were chanting bullshit and this and that. Uh, I thought this was great. I was so excited about it. I was shocked, but you know what? I think it just added to Brock Lesnar and this was I know some people hate it I don't hate it I loved this um this was freaking crazy and I will never forget it Number five, this is going to a match on WrestleMania 21, and that is Kurt Angle defeating Shawn Michaels via submission. This is a match that, this is like the ultimate near falls match. I cannot think of another match ever that had this many near falls and just the crowd biting on each and every single one of them. When you think WrestleMania top ma moments, top matches, this one needs to be like on every list because it was just top tier stuff, man. WrestleMania 21, my first WrestleMania live that I was there. And I remember just like standing up and being like, yeah, every single time I thought it was going to be the ending and then it wasn't. And then we finally get Kurt Angle defeating Shawn Michaels. And it was one of those moments that you're just like, I can't believe what I just saw. It was those matches that you didn't want to see. end, and it was just so good. Uh, so many huge moments, but really there was just so many near falls, but you bought them all. Uh, this one's an unforgettable match. It needs to be mentioned. Number four, WrestleMania 17. And y'all know what it is. Edge and Christian defeating the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys in a TLC match for the WWF Tag Team Titles. This was nuts. This was one of the most iconic moments, uh, matches on one of the most iconic WrestleManias of all time. Uh, just some of the big moments, you know, Jeff Hardy setting up a huge ladder on the outside and then doing the Swanton Bomb. Uh, Edge doing the spear from one ladder to Jeff Hardy, who's hanging at the top, spearing him to the ground like 12 feet 
fall, uh, however tall that was. Uh, Bubba Ray and Matt Hardy getting shoved from the top of the ladder into four tables on the outside by Rhino, who ended up, uh, you know, getting involved in this match. Lita getting involved in this match. Spike Dudley. I mean, this was just too much. It was so much, but it was so exciting. Uh, we end up seeing Rhino help out Christian, puts him on his shoulders, gets the actual win, but they just did so much in this match that it really, really set. It made TLC just these guys, every time they weren't out there and they did a TLC match, it was magic. And when I think of the reasons why I became a wrestling fan, I think of stuff like this. Number three. This one is going to one of the most iconic WrestleMania matches of all time. And that is on WrestleMania 13. And that is Bret Hart defeating Stone Cold Steve Austin. This ended due to via uh, referee stoppage. This was no DQ submission match. Ken Shamrock as the special guest referee. And he was a special guest referee because this was a uh, submission match. And this was, man, guys, everybody, this, this is a match that cannot be on anybody's, like, it cannot not be on a top WrestleMania match list. It needs to be there because this is one of the most beautifully thought out matches I've ever seen. Every Everything that Bret Hart did here, it had a purpose. It served, it had a reason for why he did what he did. And this was so great. At the top of this, you see Austin basically saying that nobody can ever make him quit. And so you really obviously believe that, right? Uh, when this match starts, Austin goes right on in, starts punching Bret Hart. Bret Hart then punches him. This looks like a bar fight. Like the way that this was done, it was like a fight. And so they fight into the crowd. The crowd's going nuts. At this point in time, you rarely saw things like this. And you saw it during this match. Uh, we see Brett attack the the knee of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The one with the knee brace since he had just had surgery. Austin hits a stunner on Bret Hart. Bret Hart locks, locks in the figure four on Austin on the ring post. Again, continuing that attack on the, on the knee. Uh, there's a moment where Brett grabs a chair. And at first, he grabs one chair. But there's another chair right next to it that doesn't have any padding so then he ditches the chair with padding and grabs the chair without padding to use that chair on Austin and it's little things like that that really just show like the extra mileage and the extra little things that Bret Hart did Bret Hart did to uh really just make this match better right Austin is completely busted open you guys all seen that visual Bret punches him in that wound on the head over and over again Bret hits Austin with a chair on the leg Austin kicks Bret in the nuts Austin stomps on Bret the and the crowd is getting on Stone Cold Steve Austin's side because you're seeing him go through all this shit all this pain that that Bret Hart is inflicting on him. And so the crowd starts to, you know, turn the other direction. Uh, Austin starts to uh, choke Bret with a power cord. And then Bret hits him with the bell. Bret locks in the sharpshooter, locks it dead in the center, effing perfectly. So it's like, how is he going to get out? And then at one point, you think Austin's going to make it out, but then he doesn't. Uh, Bret keeps locking it in. He holds it in. He's dead in the center. And then finally, like, Austin is doing everything he possibly can and instead he ends up passing out and this was such a great moment it put over Austin so much like this is a match that made Austin Brett wins but Austin never gave up and you just had this huge amount of respect for him uh, this was an iconic match an iconic visual when Austin finally passes out it, it's just iconic all around
Number two, WrestleMania 26. The Undertaker defeating Shawn Michaels in a no-DQ streak versus career match. So originally when people would ask me, Denise, what's your favorite WrestleMania match of all time? I would always say The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26. And that's because I was there. And I really loved this match. I've always told, I thought that they told a great story. But surprisingly, it ended up going at my number two and you'll find out why in just a bit this was great this was everything you want to see in Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker we see Undertaker going old school hitting his tombstone pile driver uh, Michaels doing a sweet chin music Undertaker doing a choke slam last ride Michaels kicking out of that uh this was just so exciting again we got a couple more near falls just overall good stuff Shawn Michaels doing the ankle lock the crossface the figure four we then see the undertaker get him with another choke slam with another freaking tombstone pile driver and so they just kind of just went back and forth hitting every single like move you can think of right eventually we end up seeing the undertaker hit Shawn Michaels with another tombstone pile driver and this is how he eventually gets the win and wins his match and so now Undertaker is 18 and no but that means that Shawn Michaels has to retire and so it's this like bittersweet moment where it was the perfect way to end it because at this time when I was watching this match I didn't know like what's more important is you know is Shawn Michaels career like his career could be over and I didn't know that was really going to be like the last and final time you know we saw Shawn Michaels I didn't know at the time and then the streak but the streak is so important so it's like what's more important and I remember thinking about this and I remember being there in the audience and like screaming at the top of my lungs being so invested into this match uh this is a story if there ever was one and so that's why I instantly always gravitate towards this match at being my um being my favorite but this time it takes the number two because re-watching this next match ended up taking the number one spot Undertaker defeating Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 for the number one spot. So watching these two matches back and forth, originally I loved the WrestleMania 26 match more because I was there. But re-watching these, WrestleMania 25, and this one was uh, longer than the WrestleMania 26 match, had more like near falls, more, just more of everything. Like to me, WrestleMania 26, it ended up being like a compressed version of WrestleMania 25 and the match that takes and Sean had there. So because of that, I had to put this one at my number one. I just thought there was more that we ended up seeing Taker and Sean do. Like it was to the point where you're you're thinking, oh my God, there's so many near falls. They've done just about everything. What more can they possibly do? The both guys are, you know, really exhausted at one point, but they're still trying to do anything and everything to still keep the match going. And you're thinking like, what more can these guys do? Uh, this really was the finest work from Sean and from Undertaker and both of them just freaking mesh so freaking well. Um, Eventually, we do see, again, Tombstone Piledriver to Shawn Michaels. And this was after so much, like, near falls and just everything that they did here. But he pinned Shawn Michaels, and um, this was just wonderful. Like, that's literally what I wrote on my notes. This was wonderful. That's the reason why I ended up selecting it as my number one. So what did you guys think about my list? How similar and how different are we? What matches are on your top 30, your top 5? your top 10 whatever it is you want to go ahead and do go ahead and let me know in the comments section below and as always thank you guys so much for being here and i'll catch you on the next vid